This is the Mystery Book Discussion Group. This is September 28th, and um, we are discussing, let's see, what are we discussing? Oh, 15 Seconds by Andrew Gross. And before I ask everybody what... Uh, you know what they uh, what they thought of the book. I want to wish everybody who celebrates it a very happy New Year. And um, with that, I will ask, what did y'all think of Fifteen Seconds? I'm going to start because probably everybody will disagree with me. I thought this was one of the worst books I've read in a long time. Um, you know what it reminded me of the old melodramas that we used to watch where the girl was tied to the railroad track and the train is coming, the train is coming, the train is coming. <clears throat> That's the way I felt about this book. Um, the only redeeming thing I thought was that the, the plot was, you know, fairly, fairly well thought out. I could pick it apart, but I'm not going to. Um, I thought the dialogue was terrible. I, I got so bored, the same kind of repeating, the same agonizing on and on and on. So um, I heard what was said in the beginning, and Joanne Leonard may like this guy, but I've got him written down as don't read another book by Andrew Gross. I've got to agree with, I don't remember who this previous speaker was, I found the first three chapters so implausible I gave up, jumped to the end uh, and just to see what happened and that's all I've got to say Yeah, I thought it was a little perils of Paul Lanish myself but uh, I mean it was it was a fast ride, you know, I, I stuck with it and read it but you know of course, I had to have blinders on because it, it was it was kind of unbelievable. And, you know, finally they ended up trying to explain it with with the Hofer guy doing all the stuff, which was really really hard to believe that he could have done all that. But you know, it's it, it's a it's a fiction novel thriller and stuff. But uh, it, it was a little over the top. But uh, you know, I, I read it and got through it, and I guess I kind of enjoyed the the little bit of of, of the romance the, the 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 romance that was that was building with the the doctor and the and the girl that was helping him, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was okay. Uh, I've I've liked other Andrew Gross stuff uh, better, I'd say. Well, I I like the book, but I like action. I told you that. If you don't get me in the first few pages, um, yeah, it, you suspended disbelief a little bit, but it was reminded me of the Fugitive. Run, 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 and I like those books, so I enjoyed it. I thought the reader was great. Um, you guys are more perceptive than I. I want to get through it. I don't sit and repeat. Well, you can't very well like the audio, but I, I'm not that good a reader, I guess, about the dialogue. It was okay. You know, uh, uh, the 15 seconds. Uh, I said, geez, wh what's wrong with this police force here and wherever it was in Florida? And uh, they're getting this guy, and then they get him. He sees the murder, uh, and um, they think it's him. And I, I thought, oh, my gosh. And it's it's like a, The Fugitive. And I love The Fugitive, but maybe some thought that was melodramatic for TV. I don't know. But I liked it. That's why I suggested it. I didn't like this book that well. I'm not saying there's anything particularly wrong with the book. 
it's just not my cup of tea. But I, I don't know. I just did, didn't really like it that much. But, you know, please don't take that personally. That's just me. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I liked it. I, it moved right along, and um, uh, I spent a lot of time wondering what the prologue of uh, Amanda hitting the, uh, killing the uh, mother and baby had to do with the rest of the story, but uh, that eventually uh, gets taken care of. And I I agree, I, I think it's a little over the top that uh, this doctor who's a plastic surgeon would, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, even though he's trying to save his daughter, uh, trying to go uh, manage to do all these things and the uh, the ending bothered me a little bit too that uh, was a little uh, a little strange and I uh, in the uh, the last scene where they're in his tool shed and everything and the uh, feeder table is gradually drawing <laughs> drawing uh, uh, can't think of her name now his daughter toward the saw um, I kept wondering why didn't somebody just unplug the saw I mean I realized that uh, what's his name was laying on the pedal after they killed him but uh, uh, you know um, somehow they could have turned off the power or unplugged it but uh, I guess nobody thought of that uh, I would agree that it was so much of the dialogue was, was repeated again and again. This is my daughter. This is my daughter. And I know you feel bad when it's your daughter, but it was an obsession, and it became an obsession through the book, which is, I suppose, what he wanted. But I got a little bit, um, here we go again. And with everything happening, I went, okay, this isn't even possible for anybody to make all of this happen. But it's a thriller, and being a thriller, you got to suspend disbelief or suspend belief. I'm not sure which it would be, and uh, and and just accept that it is um, what it is. But it's it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say, boy, I I really thought this was a great book. It was just kind of, yeah, it was all right. I'd probably give it a two or three. Would I read anything by him again? I read everything. Well, this book, it was so implausible. I really enjoyed it. And I thought the same thing, Bob, about the, why didn't, is it, was it an electric saw? Or, I mean, why didn't somebody think to pull the plug of, of, with everything else going on? Um, why didn't somebody just pull out the plug? But, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not the greatest book. Um, it's something to read. And I didn't mind all the repetition. Well, I did. But, you know what? It was a book. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty exciting. Um, even though most, of, a lot of it was implausible. Um, but um, I didn't not like it. I well, obviously I read it. So if I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't have finished it. But I went through it pretty quickly. 
Um, and it, it kept me going. Yes, hi, this is Ginny. I have to confess I'm one of the ones, there has to be one in every group that didn't read the book. I've read reviews of this book for a long time on DB Book Review, and for some reason I have resisted it. I, um, it sounds like something that I have read like a couple dozen times before this kind of a scenario. Um, so I'm interested to hear you guys with your comments, some of the first negative ones I've heard. Most of the ones on DB Book Review are very, very enthusiastic. Well, <laughs> when I heard, uh, you know, when, when I heard Alan's review and I heard Marshall, I had to laugh. I, in fact, I laughed so hard. I, I have tears coming, rolling down my cheeks because I felt the same way. I started reading this book, and okay, he gets stopped by the cops, and, and you know, the cop guy gets killed. All right, that's fine. That that would be plausible. But then he goes to to get help from his friend, and his friend is murdered. And then his daughter is kidnapped. And, you know, I felt like, well, uh, did his dog die and his, as his wife leave him and, his, and uh, you know, his farm uh, dried up and, you know, all that. <laughs> it just, it was, it was too much over the top. So I, like Marshall, um, read about the first three hours and then I went and I read the epilogue. And that is the sum total of what I've done. And I, I hate to say it, but it, 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 it strained my sense of logic to the breaking point. Um, and now, and I love mysteries. I really do. And I like thrillers. And um, I have read very good thrillers. And this one, I would categorize if I were giving stars as maybe about a two and a half because you have to ground your your uh, novel whatever you're writing you have to ground it in reality if you strain the reader's credulity to the point where the reader is saying ah oh, come on no, really then I think you've gone too far I mean, you know, had the daughter been kidnapped and that was the whole story, that would have been fine. But, or had he been stopped by the police and had his daughter kidnapped, maybe. But having the the guy stopped by the police, then having the cop get shot, then having his friend get shot, uh, then having his daughter kidnapped, no. No, 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 I'm sorry, no. <laughs> Maybe the the good plastic surgeon should have uh, veered over into that uh, that witch fantasy book y'all were doing, since they both seemed they were grounded in about the same amount of logic, and uh, he could have done plastic surgery on the witches and stuff. <laughs> to the lady that said, "I don't mean to get personal." No problem. We 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 really learn a great deal on this on this uh, in this book club. So there's no problem there because I still liked it. Okay, and I I want to ask you about the implausibilities. Is it impossible that is it Terry would look up the license numbers and start privately tracing things? Is that unbelievable? Uh, is it impossible that a crazy man, a crazy man, thinks his daughter, uh, the daughter runs over the baby because she's on drugs that she apparently got from Stedman who was treating her, what, for, as I remember, it's been a while, 
for uh, pain and stuff, right? And she abused it. The daughter was the one who's crazy. She did it. And the father's crazy. That, to me, was not important. I never thought of the plug because I think he was right there in total control. Did he not have a I, – I think he had a knife to her neck. Correct me. It's been a while, the daughter. And you could say, well, just a minute. i got to unplug it. No. You know, it, it, they had a lunge for that thing. It was melodramatic. It was, it was like having the extension cord in that cave in that one book we read. Remember the Amish? No electricity. And they had a cord suddenly appears, an extension cord and all that stuff. You, you suspend disbelief. It's a thriller. I like, I think Mickey said that. I'm learning the difference when I call something a mystery, probably a thriller. And it's probably something that I won't read again, the, that book. But I'd like to read another book of his. As somebody said, I read for the sake of, and I try to. So uh, tell me where it's impossible that a dispatcher, you know, it's a little out there. Would would she? He calls her, and for whatever reason, she likes his voice. Okay, I I know uh, my reader, a German lady, her husband fell in love with her voice. He was in the army, and he marries her. He meets her and marries her. These things do happen in life. So, uh, explain hit, hidden implausibility, and, and of course it happened to him. He's the hero of the thing. It's the fugitive. You ever see that stuff? All kinds of things happen to him every week. And you kind of suspended disbelief. Thank you. And, uh, you know, for my soapbox, that's, what the, that's why this is so much fun. Well, I mean, uh, I'll say that I strapped in and enjoyed the ride. I mean, you know, I, you, can't, you can't be too critical of this stuff. But I think it's like other people have said. I, I got a little, uh, it just seemed a little too convenient, like Ann was saying, the, the fact that, I mean, the guy could have driven by and shot the cop. I, I got that. But the fact that he went immediately over to the friend's house based on that, he was in the guy's office when he found out he was going to meet that guy to play golf. So, you know, I, I don't know. The fact that he immediately went over there and killed that guy, too, that, that seemed a little much to me. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, 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 that's how he wrote the book. And, you know, so, you know, I stayed with it and read the whole thing. But uh, uh, I have one question. I, we all know Hofer w was a crazy man. He was killing all his people because his, his daughter had taken those drugs. Did they ever really say who was writing the, the scripts that for, for how, who was with uh, Stedman's organization that was actually writing the scripts for her to get the, the drugs illegally? Because I, I kind of I, I got a little lost there. I mean, obviously, he was the CEO of the company, and that's how his name popped up. But I, I got a little, did, did they just kind of left that dangling, or did I miss something? No, I think it was just the connection, Alan, that, uh, uh, you know, these these drugs became more and more available, no matter uh, how she got them uh, or where the script came from. Uh, the doctor was just... Um, CEO of this uh, pain clinic, and uh, he certainly uh, he certainly didn't write the script, but uh, uh, this uh, that's how that's how he was uh, involved. Um, for me, I, I I really didn't like the. Um, I thought the ending was very peculiar, the epilogue where uh, uh, he and Hallie uh, meet. Uh, uh, he's uh, 
working with these uh, poor folk in uh, uh, whatever, I forgot the country now. Um, was it Rio? I don't remember. Uh, De Janeiro. Um, and then uh, they meet um, Carrie there, and uh, they plan to stay there and help these people, and he's going to treat them. Uh, it was a very strange way, I thought, to end um, <laughs> the whole thing when uh, you might have expected some sort of romantic development, but yet he's got a, a clinic to get back to, and she's supposed to be uh, a detective now if she went back home and all this, but that doesn't happen. They end up there together for some unspecified length of time. And I thought that was a very weird way to end it. Well, part of me said maybe he was doing it as a, a uh, leader to another book, but I don't think so. I think this was just a weird way to end it. I agree. Um, I, he had his clinic to go to. She had her detective job, and they were both happy. He was not though the CEO of one clinic. He was CEO of clinics all over the state, apparently, according to that. And for someone to grab a name out of, uh, this, this is the CEO, therefore he is responsible, is a little implausible, I think. Um, this would be like, like um, suing um, uh, one of the big... The, the management, the president of one of the car companies for, for uh, a car accident, you know, it just isn't, isn't plausible. But it was, it was, um, um, I would read another, you know, uh, he, it wasn't bad. It was just sort of strange. Well, it's strange, I think, is, is, is the right word. And um, Bob Acosta, you mentioned the, the, um, the the one about the Amish um, and the fact that you thought that having the the cord and the lights and so forth down in the tunnels was implausible that was not implausible at all that was perfectly plausible because they were tunnels from the underground railroad they had already been there and the Amish it wasn't that the the Amish could not get a hold of cord and electricity and generators and all that kind of stuff. It was that they refused to. They didn't want to. And the fact that the crazy guy, um, you know, the father and son team, whatever, um, got a hold of all these things and set this up is not implausible at all. I mean, this this is perfectly understandable to me. They circumvented their religious beliefs and set this all up in order to um, promote their religious belief. Now, that is a little odd in, in its logic, but it's no more odd than the, um, than the logic of um, any of the terrorists we have today. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill all these people in uh, Paris or London or Washington D.C. and that's gonna help people come to my belief and and feel sorry for me. So, you know, I'm gonna do this. That's not logical, but it's it's a reason 
Um, and it may be logical for the person who believes it, but it's not logical for us outsiders. So, but that was perfectly plausible. No, this this was not plausible because too many things happened at one time to one person, um, which is just it was it was too much. It was too many things. Um, one thing. Possibly. Two things, probably. Maybe. But four things or five? Uh-uh. No. It, it just didn't... It just didn't... Uh, it didn't click. I just... I'm sorry about that, but... Um, I, I... Does that help you to... Is that a, a good explanation of the difference between... Plausible and not plausible. I mean, it was it was just so over the top this book um, that I just found it was just too. Oh, it was just too over the top. It was like it was like trying to eat, um, you know, uh, a, a whole thing of cotton candy. It just was no. <laughs> you know, one or two bites, three bites maybe, but not the whole thing. Um, well, we respectfully disagree because my assumption is that many Amish do not use electricity. But, I, you know, we could go round and round. But if you don't like this, if you think this book's implausible, look, read David Baldacci. When Mitch Roby, suddenly someone saves him. Suddenly, you know, one thing after, boom, 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 boom. But I love him. I love Mitch Roby. I go, you know, I, I, uh, I read him, and uh, David Baldacci's what he is. He hits you with implausibilities. Suddenly the, the crook says, I'll help you now, Mitch. You know, well, that's not getting imp- it, it's, it, To me, I think I know the difference between plausible and implausible. I think I do. Uh, and I, I just felt that suddenly they're running through the, the cave, and there's an extension cord. Oh, my God. You know, and the Amish don't use, they don't pay taxes, and they don't use electricity. But suddenly it's there. But I, we could go on, and it's just a fun discussion. Yeah, yeah, but I guess I'll have to take Ann's side. The, 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 the guy that, that, had, that was using electricity in, in the Amish book was, was whacked out and was driving a car around and, and doing other stuff. So he, he wasn't your typical uh, Amish practice, practitioner, I don't think. But I, I, I see there's a Kathy Blackburn in the room that, that had her hand up at one time. I don't think we've heard from her. Maybe her, maybe her microphone's not working, but... Uh, Kathy, if you want to try to type something, I'll do my best to try to read it up in the thing if your mic's not working. Um, this is a little off topic, but get back to the Amish. Um, and by the way, Bob, I don't read Baldacci either, so obviously we don't agree about these kind of books. Um, am I correct? It seems to me that I read or heard a number of years ago that the Library of Congress actually has equipment that doesn't require electricity that they put in the hands of people whose religion doesn't allow it, like the Amish. Does anybody know if that's correct or not, or can fill me in? That is correct. Um, they do it for for um, people who have to go to Africa or whatever, um, and and not used very often. Do we want to let uh, Kathy speak if she'd like to? Uh, everybody hold back for a second, please. 
Okay, I was just wanting to say that as entertainment, I thought the book succeeded, but I agree with everyone else's comments that the dialogue was repetitive and trite, and it, it, there was a, a movie, a kind of a thriller movie made several years ago that some of y'all may have heard because it was audio described, called Dante's Peak, where the scientist is... Uh, on a mountain where there's a volcano erupting and thing after thing after thing after thing keeps happening and you start going, oh my gosh, and but you know, it's entertainment and I, th I thought that the book succeeded but I would probably, it would depend on the premise whether I would read another book by this author. Okay, any other comments about this book? I guess we've pretty well trashed it, haven't we? <laughs> oh dear. Um, I I I think that's why maybe I didn't like uh, some of the James Patterson books that were written with Andrew Gross. Maybe that's why. Huh? Interesting. I have to try David Baldacci. I don't think I have read any of his. Um, I know that something was on my TBR list, and I don't know if it's still there or not. Hmm. Okay. If uh, nobody has any other comments, what are we reading next month? Oh, come on. Don't tell me nobody has any suggestions. Um, uh, David Baldacci sounds interesting. Um, I read the... What have I read that's mystery lately? I've been reading a lot of fantasy, so I've, I'm kind of... Um, well, I've been proofing some books for Bookshare that are very good. Uh, the only problem is they're not on Bard, um, and I don't know if they're on um, Audible or not, but I've been reading and proofing the George Gently series. Um, I've been helping with that, and there are 42 of them. They're police procedurals, but they're written very, very well. Um, the author, uh, at the moment his name escapes me, but he writes extremely well. Um, and I've been doing that. And um, I'm in the, the beginnings of a book... Um, by Patricia Cornwell. I think it's one of her earlier ones. Um, you know, the cake Scarpetta stuff. Um, let's see. What else have I been reading? I don't know. Mostly fantasy. Anybody got any suggestions? Yeah, hi, this is Ginny. Um, I um, haven't, I read Joseph Wombaugh years ago, and I must have gotten burned out, but I haven't read him recently. I know he has a lot of recent books. Um, which I guess are kind of police procedurals. He's a very accomplished writer, I think. And I don't know if anybody's read any of his recent books. A lot of them are about Hollywood. I haven't read him for about 10 years or maybe even longer. And then um, I, would, I'm, I was very much a fan of um, Joy Fielding. Now, I think I've read most of her books. I don't know if she has any new ones out or what. And those are two things I'm thinking about. And then finally, this is just kind of an off-topic question. I love Stephen King. I found I've, I've read most of his books over the years, but I haven't read The Green Mile. 
I don't usually like books about jail. Is this a book that I might like, or how did you guys feel about it? That's a lot of stuff to throw at you. The um, Joseph Wambach, Joy Fielding, and The Green Mile. I've read uh, Joseph Wambach, some of the current, and he's still good. Um, Joy Fielding, I really don't, I think I've only read one thing of hers, so I, I'm, of course, up for anything. Um, one of my favorites used to be, and I don't know if it still would be, Donald E. Westlake. Um, he wrote a lot of, um, oh, he did a lot of wordplay and a lot of, in, in the mysteries. Uh, that always attracted me. And um, I seem to be missing something. Oh, well, I can always come back. I didn't know that Joseph Wamba had any recent books out. I used to love his books. Um, so, you know, that would be fine with me. I would love to read a Joseph Wamba again. Yeah, he's good. The Green Mile, Ray Poucher, is it? Read it, and that's the good thing about it. I didn't, Jenny, I didn't. It's about death row and what I remember about it. And I wouldn't read it again, but other people like it, so don't listen to what I say. Uh, but uh, Ray read a, did a beautiful job, of, as usual, reading it. Yeah, I like The Green Mile. I read, a, read it a long time ago. I guess I read it in print. I, I never listened to it, but uh, uh, it was a good story. It came out. It was, it was a serialized uh, book when it first came out. It came out in parts and stuff. Uh, I've got something on my list that I think I must have picked up off of DB Review called Tell No Lies by uh Greg Andrew Horowitz. Uh it's a commer it's it's on bar, but it's a commercial audio book, uh narrated by Scott Brick, who's one of my favorite narrators. Twelve hours. I, I don't know, it's uh uh let's see. It's listed as suspense fiction. And some hate this guy count counsels uh paroled violent offenders and a threatening note uh Threatening, threatening notes appear in his mailbox and stuff. So uh, I don't know. It's something that popped up. So I, I have it on my wish list. So I was just throwing it out there. Um, I read one Joseph Wambach book years ago that I can't remember the name of. It was supposed to be a true story. Um, it, I think it was in a little town in Pennsylvania or somewhere. And there was a teacher, a female teacher, who murdered another one. And then there was a principal who engaged in all kinds of skullduggery uh, at the people I worked with we all read it and discussed it once and all of us hated it and, I, and the writing I thought was really stunk <laughs> how do you really feel Kathy <laughs> um, I, um, I, I Bob and I love the Green Mile but it's very long from what I remember because it was serialized that um, I, I it I thought it was just an excellent book um, discussing what does go on. Um, would recommend it to anyone. But then again, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Yeah, I also like The Green Mile. Um, but mentioning Baldacci reminded me that um, I read it, if it wasn't his first, uh, one of his first books a long time ago, I bet maybe 15 years ago uh, as a commercial book The Winner 
and I think it might be on Bard, but I'm not sure. I I read it so long ago, I, I think I may reread it, but that book got me hooked on Baldacci. read a lot of Baldacci. Well, I gave up on Stephen King books after The Stand. It was too long and too bloody, and I just don't read him anymore. I love The Green Mile. I, um, I have very uneven feelings about Stephen King. I like some of his work, and I hate some of his work. So, um, but The Green Mile, I just loved it. Um, this is Jill. I think, I think Marshall and I are kindred spirits about books. Um, I keep bringing up Greg Isles, and I know that most of his books are too long, but there are some shorter ones on Bard, and I can't remember any of their names right now, but um, I would be interested in reading a book by him, one of the shorter ones, if anybody else has read one and can really suggest it, because I certainly like the long ones, but I wouldn't recommend them for the group because they really are long. I like Greg Isles, too. Uh, and the winner is on uh, Bard uh, by Baldacci. It's uh, it's a little long. It's 18 hours. Uh, but uh, that's, that's that. I'll see what kind of Greg Isles books are out there, too. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we've got Baldacci. We've got Wamba. We've got... Um, uh, what was the other one that somebody suggested? Um... Uh, Joyce uh, Joy Fielding, um, and I don't know. I haven't read any uh, Wamba um, that I know of. Although you know, it's possible I've read and forgotten it, the book. Um, and I haven't read any too much Baldacci, so. Um, I'd be willing to go with either one of those. Um, now, Fielding. Didn't we read one by her? I thought we might have. Um, I, I don't remember. Um, so, uh, I'm willing to go anyway. Uh, any way you guys want to go. Um, but as far as I know, we haven't read any Wamba and we haven't read any Baldacci. Um, and, um, unfortunately, the George Gently isn't on Bard, so maybe we should stay away from that, but I recommend it highly to any of you who have Bookshare. Um, it's very, very good. I particularly like that author because he writes so well. Um, anyway, so that is, um what I'm thinking at the moment. What what do y'all think? Well, I think we should probably go for the uh, Greg, Greg Isles since Jill has been wanting it and we we should get something that Jill likes <laughs> because it's been a while. Um, I, I think she would like the Westlake because it's not bloody and gory. Um, her wits, I love her wits, which means chances are, Jill, you might or might not, you know. So I'll, I'll go with it, whatever. Um, the field is wide open. Well, Greg Isles sounds good. What uh, What do you recommend? Um, 
I mean, I know there are probably several up there, but uh, is there any particular one that you would recommend? Well, that's the problem. I can't remember the names of the shorter ones, so I'd kind of depend on Alan to look them up and find out what one of the shorter ones is. And, and by the way, uh, I really, really don't especially like Westlake, and I have read books by him. Well, I'd recommend uh, maybe Dead Sleep by Greg Alice. The only problem is Madeline Buzzard reads it. She's not one of my favorite narrators, but it's it's 15 hours, uh, so that's 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 not too long. But uh, it's called Dead Sleep. Uh, let's see. In a Hong Kong museum, photojournalist Jordan uh, Jordan Glass shoots a painting of her identical twin's dead body. Okay, so she comes across a uh, a painting and 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 sees a, a, a picture of her a dead sister or something. But it was pretty good. I read it. It's been a long time, but I read the commercial version. So, uh, but it's called Dead Sleep DB five four four three three. No, five four one three three. Sorry about that. Five four one three three. Dead sleep. Haven't read that one. I so move. Yeah, I haven't read that one either. I've read some Greg Isles. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read Greg Isles for about five or six years. That one sounds good. So I third that or whatever. Okay. All right. Um, sounds like we've got a consensus here. All right. Greg Isles is that I S L E S or how does it? Uh, how do you spell that? I L E S. I L E S. Yeah. Five four one three three is the book number. Did you say I L E S? I thought also I S L E S. No, we're we're not going to the tropics. It's I L E S. No, it's it's not like the the Hawaiian Isles. It's just I L E S. I didn't know that. All right, very good. Five four one three three. Very excellent. Um. Okay, any comments, questions, suggestions, anything else? Um, if not, I'm going to order a pizza and change my clothes. Actually, speaking of um, thrillers, I just came from the theater. And our, um, our theater group, our, uh, you know, the, what do you call it? You know, the the theater for Rochester, the Jiva Theater, is doing a performance of Wait Until Dark. I don't know if you're familiar with that, um, but it's a thriller, and it stars a blind woman. And it was very interesting. uh, There was a movie made of it, and the author also is the same one that wrote Dial M for Murder, uh, and those were the only two things that he ever wrote that were successful. And I can't remember the author offhand. My mind is a total mush at the moment. But it was a very good performance. I, I thought it was good. So um, it was it was a good show. Uh, and I, I also saw that in play performance several years ago, and it was good. Um, my question is, Spell the last name of the author that you're doing on Bookshare for me, will you please? Oh, I just wanted to step in here real quick and uh, thank you, Anne, for your um, wishes for a uh, good new year because 
I'm Jewish and it's my new year. So I just want to thank you for that. And I hope everybody has a happy one as well. And a healthy one and a good one. Well, thank you, Joni. I appreciate that. And um, and you're most welcome. Um, I, I have to keep track of these holidays perforce because um, my favorite place to exercise is the JCC, which is just down the road from me. So they were closed um, this past week when I wanted to exercise. So <laughs> I, I keep track of these things. Anyway, um, the author I'm talking about that's on Bookshare, and there are two or three of them up, but there's a project going on to get all of them up um, onto Bookshare. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Gently is the name of the character. And all of the books in the series um, start with Gently, as in, you know, Gently falls the stream, merrily, merrily. You know, it's common spelling. Um, but I just put up recently number four in this series, which is Gently in the Sun. And I didn't feel as though I had to have read the first book in the series. It was it was very good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it, and it wasn't very long. Um, and I'm currently proofing Gently with the Painters. So, um, and I think there's a couple that are also up there as well. So if you go up on Bookshare and look for um, Gently, you'll find it. Um, and the author, oh, hang on a second, I'll get you the author, just a minute. Well, thanks for everybody's comments. Y'all enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I'll uh, catch you next time. Take care. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Jenny. Last-minute thought that came is that... Um, a really good mystery series that I have read a couple of is Getting Old is Murder, Getting Old is the Best Revenge. I think there's about five of them, and it takes it's um, uh, the key protagonist is in a kind of a community of older people in Florida, and it's really funny. Not surprisingly, since it was written by um, it's written by a comedy writer uh, who used to be a TV comedy writer, and so the Getting Old. Um, Getting Old as Murder is, I think, the first one. And those are very good, too, if you haven't read them. I have them on my to-be-read pile, which is uh, very, very long. <laughs> yes, mine is, too. The author of the Gently series is Alan, spelled common spelling, Alan Hunter. And that's also common spelling. Alan Hunter. Uh, which Alan is the common spelling? Uh, A-L-A-N. I think that's the most common spelling. Um, A-L-L-E-N is a last name instead of a first name, I think. Uh, for me, it's a middle name. Oh, my. I know several Allens that are A-L-L-E-N. That's why I asked. Um, but uh, And the last name was Hunter, and I will look them up. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, folks, with that, I'm going to close this session. Go and uh, get out of my good clothes and order a pizza. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next month on the, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, 4th, the 11th, the 
15th to the 25th, I do believe. I'll put that in the blurb, but I think it's the 25th. Good night.